0: This is the Extreme Stewardship Podcast, where we explore anything and everything that gets us better at making things good and good at making things better. Right now, I'm particularly interested in getting better at this thing we call leadership, and I'm pretty convinced that the fundamental prerequisite for getting better at leadership is humility. So in this third episode on leadership— I'm going to work through some basic truths that are going to move us forward in the process of growing more and more humble. The first truth, the first thing that I should say to myself when I look in the mirror every morning is this I am not God. Seriously, say that to the mirror every morning. You are not God. You are not the sovereign. You are not the owner. The sun does not rise and set at your whim the universe is not sustained by your word or mine. We are not God. I cannot tell you how free I am on the days when I keep this in mind, how free I am to fulfill my stewardship without the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I probably don't have to tell you what it feels like to forget this, to bear the burden of doing a job that we were never meant to do. We are not God. So no matter what happens today, it will not ultimately have been up to me, it will not ultimately be to my credit if great things are accomplished today, and it will not ultimately be to my shame if they are not. By the way, this little truth right here is the primary reason that there is also, alongside work, such a thing as rest. Rest is enjoying creation rather than improving it, and rest is only possible because, well, I'm not God. Somehow the world keeps moving when I step away from it. And if you find it impossible to rest because you feel that your world will fall apart without your efforts, well, we should probably talk about that. Actually, we will talk about that because the next series in the Extreme Stewardship Podcast is going to be all about rest. There's a theological problem when we can't rest because we might have forgotten that we're not God. But there's also a leadership problem there because leadership is getting the next generation ready to do the job. And if there's no one else ready to do the job, because we've never backed away from the job long enough for them to get ready to do the job, we're not doing so well as leaders. So for lots of reasons, starting our day by reminding ourselves that we are not God is going to be really helpful. The second truth is that if a job is worth doing— the job getting done is more important than me being the one who does it. If a job is worth doing, getting that job done is more important than me being the one who gets it done. I really believe, for example, that systematic theology is fundamental to the curriculum here at Great Northern University. I believe that students need to wrestle with questions about God's triune oneness, questions about Jesus as divine and human, questions about gender and sexuality, questions about spiritual gifts. And I love to invite them to wrestle with those things and have the opportunity to shepherd them as they do so. It's probably the place where I develop the deepest relationships with students, where I have the most influence on them, where I get to be part of their lives in the most meaningful ways. And I wonder what would happen if that class was taken from me and given to someone else? Would I be jealous? Would I fight for what's mine? Would I intentionally or unintentionally undercut whoever took my place? Because in truth, I cared more about me teaching systematic theology than I cared about students learning it. When we've done something well and received credit for doing it well, it's really hard to give that up. Maybe the next person won't do it as well. In that case, the humble approach would be to help them get better, not to secretly rejoice and take pleasure in the comments that come about how the new person isn't as good as I was. Maybe they'll do it just as well and receive all the credit and all the praise that I used to receive. Maybe they'll do it even better, and I'll feel like a failure because I'll take praise for that person's performance as implicit criticism from mine. And when this happens, because it's completely inevitable that it's going to happen, I need to remind myself of this truth. The job getting done is more important than me being the one who does it. Third truth, creation will not reach its apex at my hands. The job won't get done on my watch. Creation improving is an infinite game. The game never stops. The buzzer never sounds. The work is never done. I mentioned this in episode 14 of this podcast, and it's worth saying again here. The work is never going to be done, and that is a good thing, a freeing thing. Freedom for a steward is knowing that you'll never run out of things to do so the owner will never run out of use for you. Job security, you might say. Now, I I don't mean that God only keeps us around because he has something for us to do, like a boss that fires people when they outlive their usefulness. We are lovely because he loves us, says one of the children's Bibles in our house, and that's exactly right. He keeps us around because he loves us, and because he loves us, he gives us not only existence but purpose to our existence as well. Better not to exist at all than to exist without purpose, and existing without purpose is precisely what we feel like we're doing when we think that we have done all we came to do. But we haven't. There's always more, and therein lies the freedom to keep being what we were created to be, and therein lies the secret to humility, because pride wants to finish. Pride wants to stand on stage and hold the trophy and receive the praise for getting the job done. And obviously there's a sense of meaning and fulfillment that we legitimately get from completing a task, following through, seeing things to the end. But when we talk about such a grand task as improving creation, we have to recognize that our job is to run the race for a little while and then hand off the baton. Our job is to finish our lap, not to finish the race. And that's humbling. The fourth basic truth is one that I mentioned in a generic sense in the last episode, so here I want to express it more personally. I always have more to learn. I am 30 days into my career. I am 30 years into my career. Doesn't matter. I have more to learn. My peers think I'm the best in the world at what I do. Doesn't matter. I have more to learn. I'm five months, five days, five minutes from retirement. Doesn't matter. I have more to learn. Now, calling someone a lifelong learner is a bit of a cliché, but clichés happen sometimes because they reflect a deep truth that has become white noise because we've said it so many times. When we stop learning, we stop living. Leaders are readers. We roll our eyes because these things are cliches, and in doing so, we miss the fact that they are true. If at any point I decide that a specific class session is good enough, that my communication skills are good enough, my performance reviews are good enough, whatever it is, the moment I say that piece of my life is good enough, in that same moment, I start regressing in that area nothing is static, nothing is stable, nothing stays the same. If I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse. I had a boss once who used to say, perfect is good enough. In other words, it's never good enough. So we are always trying to improve, always trying to learn. I spent four years of my life studying one text out of the New Testament for my graduate thesis. It's not at all unusual for me to spend a couple of hours with students in class on that text and learn something new about it from them in that short time period, because I always have more to learn. So there you go. Four basic truths about leadership from a biblical perspective. First, I am not God. Second, if a job is worth doing, the job getting done is more important than me being the one who does it. Third, Creation will not reach its apex at my hands. And fourth, no matter how far I progress in my journey, I will always have more to learn. And since there's always more to learn, I've got a couple more basic truths to throw at you, but I'll save those for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Extreme Stewardship Podcast. My name is Michael Kibbe, and I teach Bible and theology at Great Northern University in Spokane, Washington. My behind-the-scenes partner in this project is my brother, Ben Kibbe. Our editor-in-chief is Anna Lee Stockton. Art comes from Leah Leenhouts, and of course, music is provided by Dave Murray of Deridun Guitars. If this series has been helpful or challenging to you, or if you've got a story about extreme stewardship that you'd be willing to share, shoot us an email extremestewards at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You are, of course, welcome to like and subscribe and tell your friends and all that. What we really care about is that you have gotten better at making things good and good at making things better.